Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Today I have a guest for you. Maciej Barański works for Department for International Trade of UK. And this is an organization that can help you and support your company and your startup in entering the UK market. So I hope that it's going to be a very interesting episode today for you as we have covered quite a lot of different topics including a discussion about what would be your preferred way into that market as well as some thoughts on trust in business development. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner in any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers to share some of their best insights and expertise so we can all learn from them. Enjoy this episode. Maciej, thank you very much for coming to my podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about topics which um, obviously may lead to some interesting work in the future with startups here in Poland. Please say what's DIT and in 60 seconds tell us uh, why we should get in touch with you. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. Um, okay, so cutting to the chase, uh, DIT, Department for International Trade, is a British uh, ministry uh, which is responsible for uh, supporting British exporters around the world and also attracting foreign investors uh, to the UK. So that's that's probably less than 60 seconds. Brilliant. <laughs> and why Polish companies should consider getting in touch with you? That's, that's I think, one of the uh, most important things here that we've already discussed uh, before we've started recording. Yes, so if a Polish company, and uh, this is this applies to any size of the company, either a small startup or a large uh, company which is uh, already active internationally, they should contact uh, myself and my team to receive information, um, marketing materials uh, and contacts and any other uh, form of support because we work uh, on a case by case um, uh, related to setting up uh, and expanding a business in the UK. Brilliant. That's the point here. This is what we're going to talk about today. All right, so um, please describe your role a bit more, okay? T tell us what you do in the organization. Okay, so I'm the head of Central Europe uh, Foreign Direct Investment, and I lead a truly international team of uh, foreign direct investment advisors, uh, including myself. Uh, there are four people here in Warsaw, uh, and one each in Prague, Budapest, and Bucharest, and uh, we are responsible for supporting, promoting the UK as an investment destination and uh, supporting companies in the investment process uh, in the UK in 10 Central European countries from Poland via uh, Czech, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria and ending in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, so so this is, this is uh, my role. Uh, we do organize uh, various events where we invite companies interested in uh, in expanding to the UK and uh, we work with our colleagues uh, based in the UK uh, various experts uh, who actually do most of the actual 
support work. Uh, we are this contact between the companies here and all the resources that the IT has on offer in the in the UK. Okay, let's try to uh, talk about some examples. I think that's that's probably the most um, interesting uh, thing that we can touch on here today. And uh, let's try, if it's possible, let's try to stick with the technology and startup theme. Maybe you can give us some examples on what you have witnessed so far, or maybe what did you do together with your team to help out a company to move either, I don't know, either from UK to Poland or to our region, or maybe the other way around. That would be probably more interesting for the listeners. Sure, sure. So we have a lot of companies uh, that we work with uh, at various stages of uh, development. Uh, One interesting example is um, a Polish uh, retail tech uh, company called Yosh AI. Uh, The company is developing AI-based solutions for uh, e-commerce retailers um, in the areas of image recognition, chatbots, so various various uh, solutions that help them uh, be more customer friendly and and efficient and on this example i can say that uh, we we invited the company on a couple of um, trade missions to around around uh, various um, conferences and trade shows uh, one one for example was in manchester it was uh, technology north show and one of our local uh, DIT colleagues, who is a technology specialist, he has excellent uh, connections in the local ecosystem. Uh, he he around the around the the, the event he he um, organized uh, pitching sessions at two or three uh, large e-commerce companies and. Uh, uh, we we took we we took this company, but also a number of others, uh, both from Poland and from uh, elsewhere in Central Europe. They they were able to present their products to 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 these companies. Um, you know, take the most of the opportunity. And uh, from what I understand, uh, in this case, um, the, one of the clients liked the solution enough to invite the company to continue conversations. And I think uh, they are now uh, uh, in a pilot uh, phase uh, uh, with them. Uh, but also when we organized uh, an event here in Poland, we also invited this company um, they they had an opportunity to to speak to a UK-based VC uh, sort of about potential future investments. So so you know this is what what we do is we create opportunities. Sure. Uh, and the companies have to basically do their best to to benefit from them. So so the, these are these are a couple of examples of how this this one company was able to benefit from our support very interesting very interesting so it seems like um there is a theme in conversations i've done with a couple of guests on the podcast but also um off the recording uh, a lot can happen at trade shows providing the fact that obviously you are active and you're trying to physically meet people and probably pitch them if there is an opportunity to pitch them. Yes, and the thing is that uh, myself uh, and also I noticed it myself, but also 
based on research, reading uh, various um, materials, there is a clear distinction uh, or cultural difference between Poland and the UK, uh, mainly in the area of trust. And the UK has a much higher level of trust, but you still have to build that trust. You still have to meet people. And uh, but once you once you become part of their life or world, you know, if they meet you a few times, uh, be it at a trade show or uh, over a coffee or uh, if you present uh, to them, then the trust is already there. You have to make the investment, but once you uh, build that trust, the relationship can be really uh, fruitful and profitable to you, to your company. So, so this is, this is uh, important to be there, to be present and so people can can feel that you are part of their uh, ecosystem so that's 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 my kind of observation yeah i think trust is a very good word i think i really appreciate that comment uh, seriously i think it's very interesting topic to touch on uh, with companies for me when i talk to them in my next um, episodes i'm just writing this down actually <laughs> yeah um okay so if we were to do some serious brainstorming now, and it is a true case, uh, if we manage to go through it in, let's say, in low level of details, that's fine. But, um, for example, if there is a company that um, would like to expand to the UK, there is a product and it is within the um, med tech, let's say, industry. What would you suggest them to do if they would like to um, expand to UK? I know that NHS is probably a bit of a, a difficult, um, uh, let's say, area to explore for a, for a startup or for a small company, especially in the tech scene. But uh, is there any chance that the IT could help them out? That's very correct observation that uh, the NHS uh, is rather difficult to penetrate. Uh, it is uh, a huge organization. It is a monopoly, pretty much. Uh, so, so it is uh, difficult, uh, not just in terms of uh, winning their uh, business, but but uh, and you know persuading them to take you on. But it's just you know the 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 procedures uh, are probably quite uh, quite complex and and uh, time consuming to to go through. It depends on on the type of the product. So, let's say if the product can be uh, marketed to general public, then I think uh, there is the market is big enough and wealthy enough to 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 buy the product outside of NHS. Just like with with any other product, uh, you should you should be there. You should. Uh, Talk to talk to potential distribu distributors, um, go to various trade shows. Uh, of course, invest in marketing so your brand is perceived as much as a a local brand as possible. In terms of our support, we do have uh, specialist advisors uh, who are typically people who who have experience from uh, that particular sector. 
either business uh, experience uh, or if if it's you know like here medtech they might be they might have uh, worked for various parts of nhs so they they can provide guidance on how to increase your chance of success you know who who to talk to what what uh, regulations you might need to consider you know you you, you might need to apply so we have we have this and and i have to say that uh, there are quite a few companies from this sector that we have already worked with so so yes that was one of the ideas behind this podcast actually i'll probably uh, let him know to get in touch with you guys so mm-hmm. maybe there is some synergy there if they are willing to put in the work to conquer the uk market let's say let's um switch for a moment i'm really interested in your view on brexit right now uh it is a hot topic and uh, just because you work in a very specific organization where the connection between countries it's like the basis of its existence let's say so what do you think is going to be the impact uh first we need to wait a little bit longer to uh, find out what what type of brexit it will be whether there will be a deal uh in which case uh, in in many respects uh, if not most respects i think uh, thing would uh, stay the same more or less uh, and if there is a no deal uh, then things might uh, change and uh, become uh, complicated a little bit <laughs> for for a while uh, it also depends on on the type of uh, company we're talking about i think that in the case of uh, technology companies uh, which do not need to move move goods over the borders um, uh, things will will change less uh, less so i think it will it will be more necessary to set up a, a company in the uk to be a you know, a local company, something that we already advise everyone to do anyway. Uh, one, because it is so easy uh, to do and uh, and there are many advantages, uh, including tax advantages, if not just, you know, the marketing advantage that, that you are perceived as more of a British company, a local company. And yes, yeah, so, so depending on how things go in the future, there might be additional incentives and advantages of of uh, uh, being based in the UK, uh, including uh, one of the promises of the, the politicians who who were um, campaigning for Brexit were you know saying that the UK will be more open uh, to to the rest of the world outside of the EU. So who knows. Uh, uh, things might even actually get better for, for, for many types of companies. Sure. On my side, I really keep my fingers crossed for the UK, um, whether it's going to be a more difficult option of Brexit or uh, the one which is going to be less impactful. I think as Europeans, we should just support them. Well, um, we have to wait and see how, how things develop. If we were to put um, a set of rules, let's say, together, like general principles for companies to deal with international expansion. Doesn't matter which direction, 
let's assume that we have physical product and it's been uh, deployed in the country of origin. What would you suggest um, as a set of rules for that company to expand? I think that first of all is uh, do your market research. Uh, find out whether there are any particular preferences, uh, differences uh, in how your product might be used, uh, what the competition uh, there is. Um, nowadays, we have lots of uh, tools that, that allow us to test uh, the foreign market, be it uh, online advertising that you can localize your message, you can, you can target uh, a very specific um, geographic area. So do some A-B testing for that market. I would say that uh, possibly reduce, minimize your, your risk. So initially do as much as possible at as low cost as possible. So try, if it's a physical product, try selling maybe on um, e-commerce platforms such as Amazon and see, see what, what response there is. And then one, once you have... Um, the, the necessary information, the, the validation that uh, your product or service is attractive, is competitive versus uh, the, the local offering. I would say that uh, then you should uh, invest in building a local presence. And I think uh, ideally uh, someone from your company would go there and and be, be the first, build the first uh, Kind of outpost because it is important to transplant part of your corporate culture and uh, have someone who believes knows the the product or service offering inside out uh, believes in it and and can speak you know from the heart to first potential clients and be the the, the ambassador for for the company and then the next thing once you once you set up this uh, first uh, foothold i would say the local knowledge is key so i would i would uh, then invest in in a couple you needed at least a couple of salespeople, local salespeople, who know the market have the connections uh, speak the language uh, and and then let them uh, do the work for you of course you have to you have to be quite uh, uh, strict with managing performance and and I think that's that's how 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 it needs to be done okay interesting very interesting uh, for a couple of companies I worked with uh, recently uh, there is a very strong belief that you could achieve very good results as well via partners abroad it's not a contradictory uh, way of doing things but it's just another model so I'm really keen to hear your opinion between the two models let's say so first model is to set up the outpost move your people there and then try to grow organically or maybe then the other one would be to find local partners who would uh, take on board the responsibility yes of course you know there are there are a number of uh, ways uh, to do it but uh, it depends on on uh, i think your product your your offering and also uh, on the partner, I think that if if your product uh, fits well within within your partner's portfolio and uh, he believes in 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 your product, that you know he can make uh, 
good money out of it, then I suppose that's that's potentially a good way of of doing it. Uh, but I think that uh, the approach that I mentioned has been well tested. Uh, by many, especially U.S. tech companies, and they have uh, managed to conquer, uh, in many cases, the whole world in that in that way. So that's why this this approach came to my mind, uh, you know, as as the as the first first one. I don't know. Maybe you will not be able to provide me with some numbers here. But if you were to let's say calculate, um, do you see a pattern that let's say as DIT you rather support the model you've presented, the outpost model, or maybe it's the other one? I, I will not be objective here because uh, our goal is to encourage companies to set up set up businesses and employ at least one person. So my advice was basically what we tell everyone. Sure, sure. Uh, but still, you know, there are ways uh, so as not to put people off that uh, you have to either, you know, go big or uh, go home, so to speak. Uh, you can still uh, reduce costs of, of this approach by... Mm. Uh, setting up a company uh, and, for example, let's say this is quite a hands-on practical advice, uh, uh, buy membership at WeWork here in Warsaw, for example, because we already have here, I think, three um, locations. And then, and I think for the first year, they offer 50%. Not that I'm promoting them uh, in particular, uh, I'm just giving an example. Uh, and then within this price, you can use uh, a UK-based uh, WeWork locations uh, free of charge. I think it's uh, a limited number of days per year. And these are quite quite attractive prices in the UK, you know, similar to, to the Polish uh, prices, a desk in, in a co-working space uh, around the UK. And just, you know, travel back and forth uh, for client meetings uh, for for you know meetups uh, over there but what what i mentioned earlier is that one way or another it's it's good to create an impression that you are already there uh, that your your potential clients your your uh, your local network has enough opportunities to see you to get to know you so if, if you prefer to spend money and time uh, on the airplanes and not sure. be there physically, then I think that's, as an initial step, I think that's, that's enough. But uh, if you are, I think, an already established company with, with some market traction, uh, you have uh, funds, then my advice is not to save too much on on this and just you know invest in in that local presence that's 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 my message i guess okay brilliant and then it comes down to trust as you already said and building the relationships with people yes yes and and i can give you from my personal experience uh, and you know from what i found from working with uh, with companies uh, from central europe is that the benefit of, of that, well, there is, you know, the investment you have to make. So sometimes you have to spend quite a long time. It depends on, on the value of, of your typical offering, the monetary value. So the, the more expensive it is, the, the more time you have to invest. But once you 
build those relationships, the, they, they are, I think, uh, they can be very profitable. So basically, uh, the examples I know of, uh, once you have that relationship, Every time the client needs something, needs more work, they they um, not publish uh, some sort of an invitation to tender. They, they basically go, go back to you because they know you, they know that you've done great job. They just negotiate with you the price. So that's, that's I know of many cases uh, like that. So whereas I think maybe in Poland, it can be often more of this case that... Uh, clients will be looking always around for for the best price asking uh, a number of uh, competing offers choosing the cheapest one uh, despite uh, relationships okay, maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't know enough <laughs> but i know i know many examples in the uk of 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 uh, this setup where basically if someone is happy with with the work that you've done uh, they will go back to you for a long sure. time. Okay, that's very interesting. I think it's a it's a bit of a nugget here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, next one. If you were to name a technology company from Poland, and let's make sure that it's going to be the whole Polish market, not only the companies uh, you work with as DIT, okay? So if it's a Polish technology company, what name comes to your mind as first? And I'm asking for a company that stands out for you, with their products or services? Uh, well, okay, so uh, this is a difficult one because I have to say that being very close to this market, not just uh, as part of my current uh, position, but uh, as a technophile, you know, I've been following the, the technology ever since I started uh, using my first computer a uh, long time ago. <laughs> so, so there are quite a few and uh, in, in various uh, sectors. So I think in, in terms of uh, the scale of operation and its its footprint, uh, global footprint, I would say Displate is one such company. It is a, it is a platform and I think platforms are, are maybe not the future of, of, of technology and, and uh, our world, but they, they are a very important uh, business model. And this is a company which uh, cr has created a truly global platform for uh, artists to deliver their art uh, via metal plates that you can attach to walls. So basically, artists uh, submit their uh, work uh, to the platform and people can, can order they are creation, the you know the image, and you know there are lots of truly amazing uh, pieces of work. And uh, what you do is you attach uh, a magnet to your wall in your home or in your office. And basically, what you can do is you can re easily replace the artwork uh, printed on a metal plate, and you get never bored with with the way your wall looks. So, so I think that's that's a pretty pretty impressive Polish uh, technology concept and, and uh, idea, which, which has, I think, over a million, the platform is, is accessed by over a million people per month uh, all over the world. So, so that's one example that came to Very my interesting. mind. interesting. I didn't know them, so I need to do some more homework, it seems. Yes. Another, if I may, uh, interesting company, quite I, I have to say, innovative, uh, is Packhelp. It's a it's another 
internationally active company and this company has also created a platform for for small businesses around the world to be able to design and order small amounts of packaging so if we imagine let's say someone who is selling some kind of jewelry on etsy or amazon and they want to have um, uniquely uh, designed um, packaging for their product and you know without having to order 10,000 uh, pieces of, of, of this uh, packaging, but only, let's say, 50, they can do that uh, through, through PackHelp. So, so that's also, you know, something that is innovative and also, I think, uh, addressing, you know, current problems of sustainability. So there is less wastage that, you know, you don't have to uh, order maybe too much and then you know if you if you don't sell throw throw away this this packaging so so that's quite quite cool i would Very say interesting brilliant all right uh one last question um let's put it this way i would like you to name a person uh, who you think does a great job and uh, you just would like to give them some props here online let's say maybe he's from your team maybe a friend of you or maybe a uh, ex-colleague someone who you would like to say thank you okay <laughs> well uh, you know first that comes to my mind is is my team uh, especially my colleagues who are based outside of uh, warsaw in prague budapest bucharest because they are working on their own they have a lot uh, on their plate they have to organize events they have to support companies so and you know they they do not have uh, much support in that uh, apart from our thoughts <laughs> and good wishes <laughs> as much as you know we, we work as a team e- even though they are um, remote from us we do try to sure. support them but but uh, i am always amazed how much uh, how how hard they have to work so so that's that's what comes to my mind brilliant okay so i'll find them on linkedin i'll make sure that they listen to that podcast then okay Maciej, thank you very much for your time thank you is there anything else you want to add maybe as a final thought for uh, technology companies from countries like poland when it comes to global reach and uh, expansions yeah well as always you know uh get in touch uh, with myself uh, with my team and and we will try to help you especially you know with with the international expansion uh, we may even help you with getting in touch with uh, potential investors if you're interested so so yes i think that there are resources uh, good resources uh, often outside of your nearest neighborhood even your you know your own country so don't be shy you know they they are out there to to be used and the institutions are ready to to help and uh, and provide support so yeah feel confident uh, be bold and go for it okay brilliant thank you very much you're welcome and thank you for inviting me okay guys i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope that this type of discussions and guests that I bring to that podcast will genuinely bring quite a lot of value to everyone, including myself, actually. So keep your fingers crossed. I really try to make my best to make as many 
episodes as possible till the end of this year. I was aiming at around 50, so let's say uh, one per week this year, but I'm pretty much halfway through with episodes. I think I'm, I'm going to get to around 20, 25 episodes this year. I promise to do my best and uh, let me know in the comments what you think. Please share this episode with your friends and colleagues if you think it was valuable. Please get in touch with Machi if you need some assistance and if you need some more detailed thoughts on how he could help you out with your business, with your startup when it comes to entering the UK market. For today, that's it. I'll see you next time. Thank you.